Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Morgan's Pop Talks, bringing down all the biggest headlines in reality TV and pop culture. Super excited today because my fiance, David, is going to join us. We're going to talk all about Love is Blind, the weddings, the reunion, all of it. And I promise if you haven't heard David talk before, you're going to love his accent. He's half British. He's half half South African. So I literally could like listen to him talk all day long. But before we get into that, we're going to get into this week's pop three. A lot has happened. Can we talk about Gabby, Eric, and Vinny? Yeah, like Vinny from the Jersey Shore. Okay, so... Gabby this week, of course, the former bachelorette who recently called things off with her winner, Eric Schwer, went on. She's on Dancing with the Stars. She's in the semifinals or the finals. I don't know. I don't watch Dancing with the Stars. It's too much for me. But Gabby, you know, uses her breakup with Eric on Dancing with the Stars to boost ratings and potentially get more people to vote for her. That might be the meanest thing I say, but I believe it. It is what it is. Um. She says, she gets on Dancing with the Stars and she says, you know, we weren't completely in step and in sync with each other in our common goals or just the way we approach life. And it's like, Gabby, girl, you've been in the ballroom too long, not in step, out of sync. I was ready for her to be like, five, six, seven, eight, kickball change. He moved out, you know, like, girl. Oh my gosh. Also, it just really aggravates me. This aggravates me. And it's not Gabby's fault. But to say we're not in sync with each other and our common goals or the way we approach life, is that not like maybe the first or second thing that you talk about when you're on The Bachelorette? I think if this statement is just totally bogus, it sounds to me a little bit bogus or just very sugar-coated, I guess, because the way you approach life, like, you have 30 guys to choose from. I'm sure there are other guys that approach life in a different way. It just seems like a very um, basic thing to break up with somebody over, and I don't know if it's maybe they don't get enough time together. You know, obviously, this season was a complete dumpster fire with there being two bachelorettes. I'm going to chalk it up to the fact that Gabby and Eric didn't get enough time together to talk about these type of things. So then Eric gets on Instagram and says, you know, he's supportive of Gabby, that they aren't the best match for each other. Um, <laughs> we aren't the best match for each other. The whole point of being on The Bachelorette. But anyways, then we get hit with this Instagram flirting that no one saw coming between Vinny who was on this season of Dancing with the Stars and Gabby. Yes, Vinny, as in Jersey Shore, Vinny, as in GTL, Fist Pump, Karma, all the things. He comments something on her post saying, good job, baby mama. He responds by saying, my main man. Okay, another post. Vinny says, stop looking for the one, be the one, and let them all come to you. Then she says, on my way. That he says, patiently waiting while you kill the finale. Here's my assessment. I think Vinny and Gabby both have a very naturally flirty, bubbly personality. I think it could be the type of friendship that they have. You know, like where, where you just, you just are a flirt. Like, Back in the day, your girl Morg was a flirt, and I would never really mean anything by it, but I just like to laugh, and I, I'm, like, kind of touchy. Uh, not anymore because I'm an engaged woman. But 
maybe that's just their personality types. Or it could possibly be the the reason for an Eric and Gabby breakup. Like, let's be really honest. I I don't know, though. I think it is really soon for Gabby to be, like, publicly flirting with someone two weeks, which makes me think that the intent is innocent. Like, I don't think that Gabby would be so insensitive to Eric. They might, they both might not care at all, but like if they're going through a breakup, they've got to be sad. I I would think that Gabby wouldn't, I I just get that vibe from her that she cares about how Eric feels and she wouldn't want to do that to him, you know, two weeks after their breakup. But that makes me think that it's innocent, but I'll tell you something in my gut tells me it's not innocent. I think they like each other and I actually think I'd really enjoy them together. Shook to the core, another random couple that we saw this week, Emrata and Pete Davidson. The rumor mill was set in motion after someone sent in a tip to the pop culture Bible, Dumois, alleging that Emily Ratajkowski and Pete Davidson were out in a date on a date in Brooklyn holding hands. So then you get all these articles from like Us Weekly and People and Page Six saying things like Pete and Emily have been talking for a couple of months now they're in the early stages but they really like each other pete makes emily laugh and he loves how intelligent she is i think this is much better suited for pete davidson than kim kardashian was y'all know i hated keith i hated it i hated it just because i think their personalities are so different and i get it opposites attract but i don't think they did when it came to someone like pete and someone like kim Emily and Pete, I feel like have both have a little bit of a Hollywood chip on their shoulder. You know, like Emily has her book called My Body, and it's these essays that chronicle her life while like investigating the culture's fetishization of like female beauty, you know, its obsession with women's sexuality, the perverse dynamics of the fashion and film industry. And then um, on her synopsis, it says the gray area between consent and abuse, right? So she's always talking about, well, not always, but she talks a lot about how um, she's more than just her hot bod, to put it in like (laughs) whatever for dummies, you know? And then Pete, I feel like, is very anti-Hollywood, but still a member of Hollywood vibe. So he's like anti-Hollywood, Hollywood vibe, where he's in it, he's a comedian, he's an actor, but he hates everybody in the room. I get that vibe from Pete Davidson. And I mean, everything that we just talked about, Emily, while she is beautiful and she's, you know, got this beautiful figure, she really doesn't like that people only correlate her to that. Quite the opposite from sauna suit Kim Kardashian who cares a lot about her body and the way that people speak about it. So I think that they could get along really well. Time will tell on that one. And coming in, number three in this week's pop three, Amanda and Lindsay from Summer House are now fighting about who goes outside more. I mean, this fight will not end. In case you missed it, Like, honestly, two weeks ago, not Emily, (laughs) two weeks ago, Amanda and Paige were on Watch What Happens Live. Andy said, who's the rudest to fans? Even though Lindsay's face was not on the screen, Amanda said, Lindsay, she's rude to fans when she is caught off guard. Lindsay got on her Instagram, ripped Amanda a new one. Then Kyle went on Watch What Happens Live and turned it on Andy and said, Andy, you kind of... You kind of blew this one up, dude, by insinuating that it was Lindsay. And it's just been it's just been ongoing. So then Lindsay goes on Katie Maloney's podcast last week and unloaded. She said, I'm out and about like I have a lot of engagements on the street of New York because that is what we do. I think more than most, I am out there. I go to concerts and I go to sporting events. I am just out there. For every 100 times I walk out of my house, Amanda walks out once. So then Amanda responds on Instagram and says, okay, but I leave my house at least three times a day to take my dogs out. Ladies, we're now arguing over who goes outside more. Who goes outside more? 
Are you just looking for something to fight about? We got to let it go at this point. Next thing you know, Lindsay's going to be like, yeah, well, I go to Barry's at 11 a.m. And then I go to Trader Joe's at 1230. And then I go to movie premieres at 8 o'clock at night while you just walk to the fire hydrant and back, Amanda. And Amanda's going to be like, but I do it three times a day, morning, afternoon, and night. We got to let it go. We got to pull an Elsa and let it go, let it go. Please, for the love. The cliff notes of Lindsay on Katie Maloney's podcast. Lindsay just thought that it was unnecessary. I agree. You know, Lindsay's face wasn't on the wasn't on the screen. Amanda didn't have to say it, but she doubled down and she did it. Um, Lindsay said, you know, I'm out here helping promote Loverboy, which is Amanda's company. I have no skin in the game when it comes to Loverboy other than, you know, potent- not potentially getting married to Carl. Um, they also talk about in that episode a lot about Raquel, um, which let me just say. They recount the whole BravoCon situation where Raquel walks in in the Tom Tom hoodie. Um, they talk about Tom Sandoval dressing up as Raquel for Halloween. Jax did an Instagram Live last week, and I talked about this on my page. And I thought what he said was very interesting. Um, it was about the show storylines being contrived by producers. He basically said this Tom and Raquel storyline is complete and total BS. It's contrived by producers. The show has been on for 10 years. They got to come up with something new. The show is dying. They've had two of the worst seasons, season nine and season eight. So what are they going to do? They're going to say Tom Schwartz hasn't hooked up with Raquel Levis. Let's make that a thing. My conspiracy theory is that I believe Jax. Words that I never thought I would say. It's so far-fetched. It is so far-fetched. I just don't believe it. Unless I see Tom Schwartz and Raquel Levis kiss on camera at Sheena's wedding, I'm going to I'm gonna look at this a little sideways because I don't believe it either, Jax. Maybe he'll come on the pod and be a conspiracy theorist with me. Okay, I told you last week we're going to get all into the Love is Blind drama. I am bringing a special guest on with me. My lovely British South African fiance, David, is here. We're going to talk about the weddings. We're going to talk about the reunion. Let's get into it. Hello, Dave. Hello, Morgan Pop Talks. (laughs) I've given David about 18 different pep talks coming on to this podcast because, of course, he's been on the show before as my fiance, who I forced to watch all the reality shows with me. But why don't you give the people some tips that I gave you today before we start to break the ice? Well, every time we talk about the things we're going to talk about on the show, you always tell me, like, just talk to me as if you did when you were shouting about the show while we were watching it live. <laughs> why? So I don't know why thing. you get nervous on here. I, You know what? It, it's because I don't like... The worst part is I don't like seeing myself in the damn video. I wish I could turn myself <laughs> off, but I can't. I can tell because <laughs> right now your frame looks horrible. <laughs> My frame? Yeah, like there's so much headroom above you, but it's it's fine, you know? Oh, just sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Yeah, okay, you just move it. Look at you. You look cute over there. Thanks. I can hear your voice coming through our paper-thin walls. <laughs> at least it's not our neighbors <laughs> peeing. I don't know if I told the True. story on this or the Patreon, but we have chronic peers above us because David and I just moved into a new apartment. We've been here for like, what, a month, David? Yeah, I would say that. And my office is directly below somebody's bathroom and our bedroom is also directly below somebody's bathroom. So um, at all hours of the day, some, but it sounds like somebody is peeing on our um, ceilings, but it's fine. I like hearing your voice from across the room. (laughs) Yeah. The peeing situation is just one of those things that we are going to accept for a really good rental rate. Absolutely. Okay. The reason you're here and we kind of set it up last week um, because love is blind is just taking over the internet. And, you know, last week I was able to talk about the weddings, but today we're going to talk about the weddings and the reunion. Do you consider yourself a reality TV fan or do you just watch it because I make you watch it? I've definitely become more of a fan. I started watching it because of you. And I think now I'm starting to understand why it's so popular and so addictive. 
because you just get into the little storylines and you know I'm a sucker for the story, <laughs> even within like sports. I get, more, I get more amped on a sports game when there's a little side story going on um, with the players. So like, I, I get it now and I, I, I appreciate it. Because normally I have to at least ask you, like if we sit down to watch or if we're like having lunch together, I'm like, do you care if I turn on Bachelor in Paradise? And you're like, yeah, you got to do what you got to do. I didn't have to ever ask you to turn on Love is Blind. Like you were an active and willing participant in binge watching this show with me. Yeah, some of them were some of the episodes were painful. It was like a real slog, but only because I like felt bad for the people. But (laughs) other than that, it was it was fairly easy watch. Okay, let's just get into it. We're going to start with the weddings and then we'll go uh, into the reunion. I gave all of my thoughts and opinions, and of course, I'll give some more this week. But going into the weddings, what were your thoughts, predictions? Were there any that you like knew for sure were going to say no or knew for sure would say yes? Um, I thought Bartice and Nancy was like, I was pretty confident that was going to be a no. Um Alexa and Brennan were pretty solid. I think that was all good. Uh, I was rooting for them most of the show. I say most because like a little bit of change of heart in the reunion. <laughs> um, Zaneb and Cole, I was 50-50. I think that one could have gone either way, but there's obviously a lot to talk about there. And then Matt and Colleen was also 50-50, I would say. SK and Raven, I was actually pretty confident they were going to say yes. So I think it was a a pretty even split, but the majority was like, it could go either way. Okay. And then obviously the two like most shock, well, there's more than two most shocking things. Did we expect SK to be the one to say no? I think that was the first big shock for both of us. I I think you stood up off the couch and were like, what? SK? Like you were truly in shock. Yeah. It was trippy because I, I would love to know if the producers ask each person what they're going to say, but I, I think they can't because not a lot of them even know, because I think it would have, it was so much more impactful that he went first and said no. And even the way he said no, he sounded like a gentleman. I don't know. Like he just has this way about it, but he was like, I do not. And I was <laughs> like, whoa, he got us good there. I don't know if he was meaning to tease it, but yeah, it was shocking. Um, so the next one we had Bartice and Nancy. What did you make of Nancy's family situation? Whew, it was hot. <laughs> I like, I really commend him for, for like sticking through and like not being intimidated by the family because that can be pretty, pretty hard to like, I don't know, accept that you, you want to be loved by a family and that everybody seems pretty reserved. So, uh, I'm impressed that that he was able to go through with it all. But yeah, I wonder if if he thinks differently now that it's all over. <laughs> I'm also just really surprised that Nancy said yes. To, I, I knew Bartice was going to say no. And do you remember in the reunion, and we'll get to it later, but Nick says something like, Bartice and Nancy, you all were destined to say yes at the altar. And you and I were both like, they were what? like, <laughs> yeah, like what were was we watching that? the same show? <laughs> yeah, I didn't get that either. So wait, remind me, Nancy's Nancy spoke first and she said, I do. Yeah. And then Bartiz said, I don't. Right. And then they went outside and had the huge fight with the whole entire family. Right, right. I right. was just for for how like headstrong I feel like Nancy is and how like she came guns blazing against Cole at the reunion looking back on it I'm just really surprised that she didn't have that energy for herself in her own relationship knowing Mm. what her and Bartice had gone through that was kind of odd to me yeah that's actually really true I think it's kind of weird she has this like uh, property portfolio she seems like She's a really strong, independent woman. She like does things for herself and she like goes on her own path. But then there was like this weakness with her and Bartice. And uh, she seemed to just always wanted to, to picture this dream life. And I just don't think it was ever there. Okay. Obviously, Zineb and Cole was the talk of the town. Mm. And you mentioned earlier that 
you don't know like whether or not or we were talking about whether producers know what they're going to say. I I think that they do tell producers what they're going to say and that's how they decide who goes first and who goes second because good TV tells you if anybody is going to say I do, let them go first so that you get that dramatic ending or whatever. So that begs the question, do you think Zineb knew before she walked down that aisle that she was going to say no because she she said that she didn't know until she was standing there with Cole and her eyes locked with his yeah I find that hard to believe to be honest I think if she didn't if she didn't know for certain she was like definitely still leaning towards a no going into the wedding day oh I think she knew yeah I, I don't think Maybe there was like an inkling that she may change her mind, but I think she was pretty confident that she was going to say no. And she used it as an opportunity to like get a lot off her chest that she probably should have said during the show. Yeah, I just think it's such a, a like a pendulum swing, right? You don't go from, I have no idea if I'm going to marry this guy to you disrespected me you shattered my self-confidence like those are two very different mindsets that I don't think you go from one mindset to another within a 15 minute or 15 second march down the aisle um so that's just what I really didn't like I feel like it was kind of transparent that the whole time she knew she was gonna say no that could be a hot take um but a lot of people are comparing her to Deep D, you remember? Because you watched last season mm. with me too, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. Never because thought of that. That's a good point. Deep D had that moment with Shake where, you know, they get to the altar and Deep D's like, no, I know my worth. You treated me like crap pretty much. And so everybody online is saying, oh, Zaneb wanted her Deep D moment. But what we have found out is that the way they taped Love is Blind is they taped two seasons at the same time. So mm. Zaneb actually came out and said, I had no idea what Deep D did. Like Deep D got married one week before I did. We didn't see any of this footage. We kind of went through it all together. So I thought that was really interesting because we didn't know how, you know, they filmed the show and to know that. And it also makes sense because every post that you see online from like Alexa and Brennan and uh, Matt and Colleen is like, We've been keeping this a secret for a year and a half. Yeah, that's crazy to me. A year and a half? Yeah, that's wild. I mean, I I would struggle to figure out the similarities between her and uh, Zaneb and Deepti, but I think, I don't think she would have known enough to to have learned from that moment, especially now that we know that they, they filmed them so close together. Okay, let's get into the reunion because <laughs> we fast forwarded through Matt and Colleen's entire wedding. Like at that point, we were just like, okay, next. We fast forwarded the whole there was like 30 minutes left of the show with just Matt and Colleen. And we literally just fast forwarded it until they were at the altar. They said I do. Yeah. We were like, okay, well, that's enough. To be fair, you did watch it all. When I was watching it, it was the no, same. No, I still time fast forwarded it. it. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, don't worry. <laughs> okay. So we get to the reunion in the first. I shared a Google Doc with David before we started recording the podcast, just so he could have like a rundown of what we were going to talk about. The first no, you're not allowed to mention this. Oh yes, I am. The first bullet point that is under the reunion says, "Without being bullies, we hate Nick and Vanessa." (laughs) (laughs) And then, what did you reply to that in the Google Doc? Uh, I left like a very professional comment in Google Docs, like comment feature, and I was like, "I will practice my restraint here." We hate Nick and Vanessa. There's just no two ways around it. I think out of everybody on that show, every couple that we've seen for three seasons, there's nobody I dislike more than Nick and Vanessa. Yeah, I think hate's a strong word, but definitely dislike. There's just something about the way they host the show as if their viewers like, in fact, they don't host a show like their viewers on the couch. They like, they make it, everything is related to like how they live or it's just about them. And they have the cast there in front of them. And they have all these burning questions that you could ask them about how they felt during this moment and that moment. And all they can say are things like, when I was watching the show, I felt this way. Yeah, Vanessa's like, you make my, feel this my heart was coming up through my <laughs> neck and out into the universe. I, oh, I 
gonna believe i'm like vanessa and meanwhile, the, <laughs> meanwhile the person <laughs> the person she's speaking about is sitting there like yeah i lived through that so imagine <laughs> yeah. how i feel <laughs> not only that just also the way that they just hang all over each other like i get it yes, it's a show yes. about getting married and stuff but there's not one moment in that reunion where vanessa doesn't have like a death grip on nick's leg <laughs> and nick said to nick said to matt at one point he was like second time's a charm and like right and i was like what is this and it's not even comparable like First of all, I don't know if, do you know who Nick Lachey's first wife was? Uh, no, you've told me before, but I've forgotten. It's Jessica Simpson, who's like right. a, a star in her own. And they had their own reality show back in the day called The Newlyweds. And so hmm. I, that's like another situation where reality TV 20 years ago is nothing compared to what it is now, especially when you add in the extra factor of, social media and all of this other stuff it's like nick you really don't know what these people are going through when yeah. it comes to like getting married on television yeah it's so true and things are so different now like with it being on netflix and you can watch it anywhere in the world at any time yeah. like the reach is so much broader yeah Okay, we'll we'll get off the Nick and Vanessa hate train. We're sending them good vibes. We're sending yeah, them vibes. love. There's and, room for improvement. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just hope that they they watch the tape. They play it back just like they do football games. You know, this is what we did wrong. This is what we did wrong. And hopefully they come back stronger. We're putting it I into just, existence. Sorry, I can't let it rest. <laughs> <laughs> Aren't there like producers or people in the room that are like, let go of each other's hand. Stop it. <laughs> like you're on camera now. Stop touching each other. Like, Can you guys stop making out for five seconds and ask a question? Oh, gosh. Okay. okay moving on. So... We start with some positives, right? We find out that SK and Raven are dating, which is great. Mm -hmm. And which I also thought that that was going to be the outcome because as this as the season was airing, I was of course trolling all of their social media accounts, and she still would like refer to him as uh, her fiance, and and all the videos were like very positive, whereas. Cole and Zineb didn't post like really anything. So I kind of had a feeling, but I have some news to tell you. Because okay. you're an SK, you're an SK stan, aren't you? I mean, we yeah, all I, are. I'm I a think Raven I, and um, I think there's a little bit of like also the African connection, Nigeria, South Africa. I was rooting right, for right. my boy. There's an SK cheating scandal. You're joking. No, I swear. How? Tell me more. <laughs> I okay. don't believe it. Well, what I think is really uh, interesting, I guess you could say, is that all of the videos have since been deleted. But there was, there were like two videos from, and and you guys, I I only saw snippets of these videos because they were deleted so fast. But alleged like text exchange between SK and this other woman and it was the other woman who was posting it to her um tiktok page and then there was also another one that said like went on a, a overseas vacation with a guy only to find out that he you know was was dating someone from a reality show it's just very very messy and i saw raven um i could be missing something but raven what i saw did address it and essentially said i'm i'm sticking by my man and now mm. all the videos have been deleted so what what's what do you make of that i mean i remember him saying at the reunion that his dms were suddenly like oh yeah you're right. in. and like, i think don't be in my dms yeah i think he's he seems quite a down-to-earth guy and very focused on like first his education and his career and stuff um, I mean, he's a smart guy and I think he just has, maybe he hasn't opened himself up like to the world in that way. And he was like enjoying the attention for a bit. Maybe he replied to a few DMs or something, but I doubt no, it wasn't. Like, no, it wasn't like, it was like, I think it was text messages and it was like, let's go here. Let's do this. Let's, it wasn't just like, thanks for watching the show. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Thanks for watching the show. What do you think of Nick and, Nick and Vanessa? 
Today's sponsor is Factor Meals. Finally starting to get warmer. You want to spend your time outside and not in the kitchen. With Factor's no prep, no mess meals. Visit factormeals.com slash poptalks50 and use code poptalks50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Factor's fresh, never frozen meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you will always have time to enjoy nutritious, great tasting meals. You can treat yourself to restaurant quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. Head to factormeals.com slash poptalks50 and use code poptalks50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code poptalks50 at factormeals.com slash poptalks50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Okay, let's do your general thoughts because we'll get into specifics. But overall, what was your thought between Cole and Zineb? in the reunion oh on the reunion um i thought it was very one-sided in terms of all the negative was being put on coal and it was just unfortunate that there wasn't a reunion after the reunion because then i think you would see a bit of a switch and i think cole throughout the entire season said a lot of disrespectful things a lot of nasty things um but now you started to see why he may have been feeling the way he was feeling. And I just thought it was harsh that when he did apologize or when he did own up to things at the reunion, no one really acknowledged that. It was like, it was like, oh, I'm, I'm, I see what I did. That was rude. That was disrespectful. I apologize. And everyone was like, yeah, well, and you also did this. And it, yeah. was just, it just didn't kind of stop. And it yeah. was hard to, hard to see. It was a pile on. I mean, nobody yeah. nobody else got that much heat besides Cole. And it was a pile on by Nancy, by Brennan, by Alexa, by Raven. I feel like uh, Matt and Colleen stayed kind of neutral. Um, and maybe it was because Colleen was kind of wrapped up in the drama of it all. She was afraid to say anything. Bartice, I feel like, had Cole's back because they were, you know, the two outliers in the group, <laughs> yeah. if you will. And then I feel like SK kind of just stayed um, to himself. I understand because, you know, in the reunion, all the women said that they had gotten really close. So I understand as females wanting to stick up for your friend. I think it's different when you like blindly stick up for your friend. And also when you bring like Brennan into it, like what did he have to do with anything? And I, I read something that said that Cole and Brennan like went to the reunion together and everything was fine. And then you get to the reunion and Brennan's like, maybe don't say insane and maybe don't say crazy, which it's like, yes, he mm. has a point, but, but what is the reason for you inserting yourself other than just to insert yourself. Yeah, it was that interaction, particularly with Brennan was was pretty strange to me. I think maybe he may have had kind of personal connections to calling somebody insane or or crazy or something like that. And he felt personally defensive about that, which is totally respectable. Um, but like besides that, he just seemed to button butt in with a lot of the topics around Cole, but he didn't do that with anybody else. Yeah, he, nobody he did. Only had, he only had opinions about that situation. Yeah, and unless Brennan's heard things when all the guys are together and he has like concrete um, evidence of these comments and things, it might be a bit different, but it seemed like he was just piggybacking on what else was said at the reunion. There was only one other, I feel like, point of contention that didn't involve... Cole and that was obviously Nancy and Bartice but it was like a minute compared to an hour mm. and 20 minutes right and we actually had a difference of opinion on what Nancy said to Bartice because I was mad really at Nancy I was like okay how is Nancy gonna sit there and say at least you said all of that stuff about Raven to my face but then turn around and say to Cole um how dare you say that, you know, Zineb was a nine and uh, Ray, who was it? Colleen was a 10. Like, how dare you say that? To mm. her? And it's like, well, you just told Bartice, thank you for calling Raven a smoke show to my face. 
And then you have the opposite reaction to um, I'm getting them all confused. Cole, but you had a different take on it. I can't remember what my take was. I, I think you were talking about the, the pool party. And you were like, I think she's re- I don't think she's referring to Zanab like having Cole rate the girls. I think that he was referring to the conversation between Colleen and Matt. And that's what Nancy was more upset about, which I don't know. I still just. Yeah, I don't know exactly which one she was referring to. But when I was watching it in the moment, I thought she was referring to the fact that Cole had had that conversation with Colleen. And he didn't tell right, right. Zaneb about it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, there's also really weird... Uh, we're only pretty much only going to talk about Cole and Zaneb for the rest. We'll get to Matt and Colleen a little bit. But the bachelor party accusation, I found very strange. So obviously, they were... Zaneb had said, Cole, you told me that you mm-hmm. got a girl's number at the bachelor party, that you said you wanted to kiss her, and... She said, I don't do cheating. He's like, we were at the rodeo. What? I mean, what was that reaction by everybody else? They're like, I don't know. Yes, you do. What are you trying to say? You don't know. Matt's like, I got in an Uber and you don't know where it took you. Did it take you home or did it take you somewhere else? So as a male who maybe has been in those types of situations before, do you think they went somewhere else? Do you think that happened or do you think that they went home? I mean, it's possible that they went somewhere else, but if they did, they would definitely know. That's that's the main thing. Yeah. Um, and Brennan, wa- Brennan was like, oh, I was three beers deep and 12 shots deep or something. How am I supposed to remember or whatever? But even then you get like flashbacks of like yeah. little things that you've seen or done or whatever. And I think Cole, at, in the moment I, I watched that and I was like, he could... He could be lying here. And then obviously you see the cutie scene later, which we'll talk about, let, talk about at the end. Um, and you kind of tell, see how Zaneb twisted that. And I'm like, is she making this up too? So it is kind of shady. And the fact that Cole was pretty defensive about the fact that that didn't happen. My hot take is that I think that did happen. Hmm. I... I don't know about the conversation, right, between Cole and another woman, but I they definitely went somewhere else and they definitely had something to hide because if they didn't go anywhere, they would say, no, we didn't go anywhere. We went home. Mm. Nobody, nobody came out and said, no, we just went home. They all were like, I don't know. I don't yeah, know. That's true. It's so I think, weird. I think they were, they were all protecting themselves more than they were protecting uh, Cole. <laughs> Yeah, I guess so. The other thing I want to talk about is the the nagging montage of Zineb. So all, the producers put all the little snippets of Zineb saying that's, you know, some unseasoned chicken and and can you pick up your towels and blah 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 and they put it all in a, in a montage. What did you make of that? I started noticing that throughout the whole season. I was like she just seems so different when she's having a one-on-one confessional style interview where she's like, Oh, I just, I love him. And I love his cute little face and all these things. And then like she turns, she leaves that room from that interview and she's like, Cole, your hair is a mess. (laughs) And I'm like, treat the guy nicely. And like, maybe he will like be desperate to, to, I don't want to say treat you nicely because he, he didn't treat her terribly, but I just feel like he she didn't do herself any favors in terms of like letting him kind of fall more in love with her. I also something remember, I remember something that you said while we were watching that scene. It was that everybody in the room, except for Cole, was laughing. Like, oh my gosh. Like I just pictured in that moment, imagine the roles were reversed. And it was just a cutscene of Cole, like, just being petty about everything. That whole room, yeah. Nick and Vanessa included, would be sitting there watching like this. Yeah, literally. Mean, mean, for Yeah, for the podcast listeners, I'm shaking my head. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that was probably the hardest thing to take was to have him sit there really isolated in that situation. Again, I'm not like condoning absolutely everything he said during the season but in that specific moment to be sitting there alone uncoupled 
and have everybody else just almost laughing at the fact that he was essentially treated like crap. Yeah, and it's it's like you said because you know that if it if the roles were reversed and it was Cole and nagging Zineb, everybody would have such a huge issue with it, and everybody was laughing. It was just the strangest thing to see. Yeah. And then we get into the smoking gun, the cutie scene, and we talk about it at home. I've actually had some more. I don't want to say changes in opinions. I guess just more opinions about it. Um, but. Okay, so obviously the scene starts with them talking about going to potentially see Zineb's family in England. Um, They're snacking together the whole time. And then we get this cutie scene, which is referenced multiple times in the reunion by both Zineb and Raven and Alexa. You know, all the girls have already heard Zineb's side of the story when it comes to the cutie scene. And one thing we said is that we appreciate the fact that it was one shot. You did mm. not see any. There was no editing done to that whatsoever. It was one continuous shot start to finish. You give me your thoughts first and then I'll tell you mine. Yeah, I think it was very rare to see that in terms of like a television production to just have an uncut scene like that. And it it almost proves to you why these shows are edited like scene for scene because it was in moments hard to watch because there were like awkward silences. I think Cole can be a little bit uncomfortable in front of camera when he's trying to live a normal conversation. But what it, what it did do was show you how real that situation was. And my impression was, is that he didn't make, he didn't make any like inappropriate comments in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I think, um, I think it, w- it was it was taken the way that basically my my like conclusion is the way that Zineb explained that it happened is not the way that it happened. There was a lot more context that was not provided by Zineb, right? Like she said, yeah. I had two cuties in my hand and you said, are you going to eat both of those? Don't spoil your appetite. When there was a six or seven minute clip of context that led up to that moment of them, you know, snacking in the kitchen together, uh, her telling him I've only eaten a banana. And he says, why I offered you a poke bowl. And there's all this other stuff that she didn't seem to mention. And while I truly believe that Cole didn't mean any harm whatsoever by those comments here is where I I've had a little bit of a change of opinion when it comes to this is that after comments like you're a nine, but Colleen is a 10 after comments, like I don't normally go for Zineb's I go for Lily's after those types of comments, something like that could very easily, I think, send you over the edge. Now I'm not saying that the way that she presented it to the world was a hundred percent accurate. Um, but also I, I was listening to one of my other friends podcasts and she was saying like, you know, I think that in defense of Zineb, she was saying if Zineb had body image issues, then I think Cole would have known as her fiance, but I don't necessarily agree with that. I think I don't want to make like a generalized statement, but I think women at one point in their life, have dealt with some sort of body image issue. We all go through it. And, you know, I don't say those things to you. And I don't really struggle with that on a day-to-day basis. But every woman has had that thought in the back of their mind sometime. And then if you get a comment like that with those thoughts already going through your mind, you're bound to just honestly simply take it the wrong way, which I think Mm -hmm. is what Zineb did. So is that Zineb's fault or is that her maybe projecting her own insecurities onto Cole saying something that he didn't necessarily mean the way that she took it. Does that make sense? Yeah, it it makes total sense. And I think, I think that that is an accurate way to, to explain it. I think that especially for one thing I noticed when I watched that scene is that Cole made these like hand gestures about eating a big pizza later or whatever. And Zineb wasn't looking at him. She never Mm -hmm. saw the gestures either. So that was another thing that could have led to her interpreting it differently. Um, but I can totally see it from that perspective where you've almost got this like default filter that's on and it just, you're hearing it in a totally different way. I They just, do, they do not speak the same language. Cole, yeah, clearly, 
Cole is clearly not the brightest crayon in the box. I think he says <laughs> everything that comes to his mind. And I think yeah. Zineb maybe can be a little over analytical and the two things right. just do not end yeah. well in a relationship. Just not, not great communicators between yeah. the two of them. I think we would hear a lot of different, different tones in their individual interviews on camera and then when they would speak to each other, they were very like cryptic and almost like Cole mentioned the passive aggressiveness and Cole would sometimes be too sarcastic. And mm -hmm. like, there was no, like, just look at me in the eyes and talk to me <laughs> for a second. I need to like understand something. And zero about Matt and Colleen, zero. Right. And it's like, really? They had arguably the biggest fight of the season. They almost yeah. broke up right then and there. There were red flags flying all over the place and zero. And they might have talked about it at the reunion. Obviously, things get edited down. But yeah. it's a choice to not put that in there. It's like, where is this energy for Matt? Do, I mean, and what did you think? Do you, everyone online is saying that they think she looked like scared out of her mind the entire time that she was there. Yeah, it was a strange one because that fight that they had before they left the the villas or whatever they call that part of it, um, it was pretty explosive. And he's quite he seems quite impulsive. Um, every time something bad happens, he wants out, and uh, it it almost puts a lot of pressure on Colleen. And I was just surprised that it didn't get any airtime as well. And I mean, like you and I were discussing it. Is it, is it a red flag that they're not living together yet? Like they said that they spend seven days a week together except for laundry day or, or whatever. But um, I don't know. It just, it, it was an odd one. Before I say goodbye to you and I let you go back to your actual job, we actually, after we're watching it, got into like a pretty deep conversation about like mental health and how shows like this can honestly destroy somebody do you remember like what your point was yeah i mean initially it was it was triggered the thoughts were triggered by seeing the deep sadness that cole was experiencing i think it showed me that he did genuinely love zaneb um and i think he felt like he was treated unfairly and his his tears were just so genuine and like they came from a place of like real hurt mm -hmm. and it just made me think like not just Cole but but everybody I think that it's scary to me how they need some kind of mental health support going on beyond these shows because once that reunion ends everything just gets lit up on social media yeah and like it can get to a, like uh, you can get to a really dark place when when you you think of all the potential outcomes in other people's minds. You mm -hmm. start thinking about what other people think and like, it can just get so dangerous. And like, it, it, it just made me really feel for, for Cole in that specific moment, but for all of them uh, and the way that they're, they're going into it beyond the show, because it's a wild concept and it's so unnatural. Yeah. So <laughs> their brains have to like adapt to this crazy thing that's happening and yeah uh, yeah it's just I guess a little worrying no and like the way that you feel about Cole now and this is going to be an unpopular opinion I know that it is because I know a lot of people aren't the biggest fans but the way that you felt about Cole after the reunion I now feel about Zaneb having seen everything that people are saying about her on social media and I think right. you're allowed to have an opinion about reality television like that's the point right it's for shock yeah. value whatever but you know to see people leaving comments even on her page saying that she's like psychotic and needs to be you know checked into a mental facility like I promise you she does not need you or whoever saying that in her comments like I don't know if that just makes us softies, but like, listen, yeah. if you're listening right now, I promise you Zineb and Cole and Matt and Colleen and whoever you want to, you know, target your internal rage to, they've heard it. They don't need yeah. any more, you know? 
Yeah, no, that's it. And I just feel like we're not qualified to be able to make those kind of suggestions to them, you know. Yeah, that's I think true we, too. We just, we just make our opinions based on what we see on the show. And I think it's something that you're so good at is being able to construct an opinion that is your opinion, but also like you know how to not be disrespectful. I think you you go back to what you were saying in the beginning to me, like why I get nervous for these shows. Is that like <laughs> I get afraid about like being you're gonna get canceled? <laughs> you just have a way, and I guess that's why you've been doing this for such a long time in, in your career. But yeah, I think it, it just in that moment I felt I felt kind of sorry for for Cole and um yeah, I just hope that he's okay. I know. I hope they're all okay. Honestly. Yeah, they're all okay. Okay, so what we're taking away from this is that we're allowed to watch these shows. We're allowed to have fun with it. You can have an opinion. But, like, don't ruin these people's lives online, you guys. It's not right. worth it. Um, but thanks, David, for coming on. The people love You're to hear welcome. your accent. And I love having someone to talk to. And I love you. Oh, thank you. Thank you for having me. I love you too. Hopefully we get a visa soon and we can get oh, married. God. That's a story for another day. <laughs> Bonus <Okay>. pod. <laughs> okay, bye. All right, bye. Thank you guys again for joining this week's episode of MPT. Don't forget, it's not too late to join the Patreon. Earlier this week, we did a recap about Winter House. All my thoughts between uh, Jessica and Paige's blowout fight. What's going on with Austin and Sierra? Lindsay's going to get ready to come into the mix this week. So if you're a big fan of that, make sure you get uh, the extra pop tier. Also, there's the pop of batch every single Friday. We recap bachelor in paradise and talk about what other topics are going on in bachelor nation. Last week, we got the Brandon and Olu tea. So make sure if you want one episode a week, you subscribe to the pop of batch tier. It's in the show notes below. Don't forget to leave a review. We're trying to get to, I believe it was 500 by the end of the year. We're at 480 on Apple Pods, and I think we're at like 275 on Spotify. So if we could get that to 300 too, that would be amazing. And I need you to do it for my own self-validation. You know why? Because I love you like a sis. See what I did there? <laughs> we'll see you next week. Bye. For Thanksgiving! How fun is that going to be? Okay, bye. Huda Media Production.